Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. In this podcast, we'll talk about the Commission's proposal to review the EU's emissions trading system as regards aviation, to ensure the sector contributes to achieving the EU's climate goals. Stay with us. Flying pollutes the air. We all know that. That's why the EU was the first economy to address the issue of aviation emissions. The aviation sector accounts for just under 4% of the EU's CO2 emissions and it's part of the European Emissions Trading System, the ETS, since 2012. The EU ETS prices carbon and obligates airlines to cover every tonne of CO2 they emit by ETS allowances, but only for flights inside the European Economic Area, including the UK and Switzerland. Opposition by countries such as the United States, Canada and China forced the EU to exclude international flights from its emissions trading system, while a global market-based solution to address international aviation emissions was being negotiated. The result of those negotiations is COSIA, the Carbon Offsetting and Reduction Scheme for International Aviation, which aims to offset all future aviation emissions growth. Unlike ETS, Corsia is not a cap-and-trade system aiming at decreasing this cap over time, but rather a system to stabilize aviation emissions by offsetting emissions above a predefined baseline, agreed by the International Civil Aviation Organization, or ICAO. This baseline was first calculated using an average of 2019 and 2020 emissions from the sector. But as COVID-19 brought air travel to a halt, naturally decreasing emissions, the ICAO decided that the value of 2019 emissions shall be used as Corsia baseline to avoid further economic burden on the aviation industry. Which means that in practice, no offsetting will be expected during Corsia's pilot phase, which runs from 2021 to 2023. Now, in July 2021, as part of the Fit for 55 package, the Commission proposed to amend the EU's emissions trading system to ensure the aviation sector contributes to the EU's climate targets. So what's going to change? Here's Lieselot Jensen from the European Parliamentary Research Service. The proposal seeks to ensure that the sector contributes to the EU's climate targets, mainly by transitioning away from free allowances for aviation and at the same time reducing the available allowances by lowering the cap for aviation emissions every year. This will increase the price of traded allowances, which the sector would need to buy through the emission trading system auctions. The proposal will also integrate Corsia into the revised ETS and apply it to international flights departing from or arriving at an airport inside the European Economic Area. For domestic flights in the member states or flights within the EEA, the ETS would continue to apply. Now, how has the proposal been received by stakeholders? Stay with us. Well, truth is, the revision doesn't please anyone much. NGOs such as Carbon Market Watch, Stay Grounded Network and Clean Transport Campaigners Transport and Environment criticise the Commission's lack of ambition and its decision to implement Corsia instead of including all international flights under the EU ETS. Joe Darden is Aviation Manager within Transport and Environment. 
Only 40% of European aviation emissions are currently covered by the ETS and half of the credits are actually given out for free. The EU can't continue ignoring the biggest chunk of aviation emissions that actually take place on extra EU flights. It can't waste another decade at IKO trying to fix Corsia. It's a cheap offsetting scheme that just allows aviation emissions to grow. It's time to reintegrate extra EU flights in the ETS and also non-CO2 emissions because they represent two thirds of aviation's total climate impact. Industry, on the other side, warns about the excessive red tape of having to comply with requirements from two different systems, Corsia and ETS. The aviation sector is also concerned about combined impacts from different Fit for 55 proposals and calls to support innovation for sustainable fuels rather than taxing the sector. Let's hear Laurent Donsale from Airlines for Europe. Any additional income for carbon pricing schemes need to be fully reinvested in the green transition of the aviation sector. And this should not only include support for R&D, but must also include funding for the introduction of short-term decarbonization measures, such as sustainable aviation fuels. And then globally, all rules, uh, threshold and, and mechanism must be carbon leakage proofed and, and guarantee a level playing field both for cargo and for passenger flights. Um, international agreements like Corsia have to be honoured and, and strengthened to move towards a global level playing field and to effectively address CO2 emissions from aviation, which is a truly global industry. In the European Parliament, the file has been referred to the Environment Committee. In its draft report from January 2022, rapporteur Sunchana Glavak proposes to speed up the phasing out of free emission allowances for aircraft operators. Let's hear from her. Within my draft report, I proposed e-marking of a significant part of the innovation fund to support the sector. Another part of my draft report I would like to mention is the accelerated phase-out of the free allowances by one year and transition to full auctioning by 2026. That is a year earlier than proposed by the Commission. Glavak demands also more transparency for Corsia in order to assess its impact and sufficiency as a global emissions reduction scheme. Truth is, the Parliament has consistently been requesting both member states and the Commission to strengthen Corsia and to use their mandate within the International Civil Aviation Organization to introduce reduction targets. But such calls remain unanswered. The Council of the EU has also looked at the proposal and there are differences between countries as to how quickly to phase out free allowances in the aviation sector, with some delegations asking to take into account the impact of the pandemic on the sector and others pushing for immediate full auctioning. So, stay tuned, as discussions are far from over. For more information, check out Lieselot Janssen's full policy brief on the EPRS website or in our app. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.